A Hall of Fame quarterback and a Hall of Fame head coach back in the city of New Orleans. Could the Big Easy get even bigger? We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much as always. Make it Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget we're free and available on all podcast apps and on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson. Nola on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media, CrescentCitySports.com, USA Today, Saints Wire, Tuesdays in Locked On NFL. And here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. Even when they try to stop me, we still make sure that we're coming through with the episodes for you. I'm home. I made it. I'm good. No more No more flight delays. No more cancellations. We out here. And we are out here with some big, big, big conversations to have. Could Tom Brady and Sean Payton team up to come to New Orleans in 2023. How does that compete with a recent report about Dennis Allen being back in 2023? And because I promised you a mock draft on Mock Draft Tuesday, we'll take a look at the uh, landscape of what it would be like to have a quarterback settled, new head coach or Sean Payton back, but not have a first round pick. Could you still reload in that situation? The answer is yes. Now, Sean Payton and Tom Brady, let me tell you, I'm just going to say this right off the bat. Give it to me. Bring it. Come on down. Come on down. I, listen, okay, first and foremost, above like everything, I am a football fan. Love me some good football. Getting to watch Drew Brees and Sean Payton play for the team that I grew up with, you know, fan, favorite team, all that other stuff. Amazing. Getting to see that now, like as an analyst and somebody that covers the team, would absolutely love to watch that level of football. I'm sorry to all of the uh, Microsoft Surface dealers around here in the city of New Orleans. You'd be in for a lot, but, but, but a lot of winning football in New Orleans, hopefully, uh, if the Saints were to go this route. Sean Payton and Tom Brady, it's no mystery. These guys have wanted to team up and play together, coach together however you want to look at it, work together uh, for years. Back when Drew Brees was kind of mulling retirement a few years ago, there was a whole bunch of rumors connecting Tom Brady to New Orleans. Even after Drew Brees had returned, there were a lot of rumors saying, well, if Drew Brees hadn't returned, then Tom Brady would have been in New Orleans, all these other things. He ended up going to Tampa instead, obviously, as you know. Um, And then, of course, just this past offseason, there were all of the kind of the, the shysty backdoor deals over in Miami that ended up costing Miami their first round pick and many other things. Uh, so that ended up getting them a bunch of trouble, but kind of tampering. That's what I was looking for. So the backdoor kind of like tampering deals and all this other stuff. So now keeping it above board, Sean Payton is looking for and wants to be back in uh, the NFL a- as a head coach. Um, Tom Brady is a free agent this offseason. So the idea of the two of them teaming up somewhere has never really been uh, a mystery, right? Uh, PFT, who wrote this report, Pro Football Talk, called it the NFL's worst kept secret. And honestly, it would be the NFL's worst nightmare (laughs) as well to have those two uh, combined and working together. Like the thing that almost got in the way when it came to 
Tom Brady was uh was Bruce Arians and the system that they had in Tampa and then eventually kind of he had to take it over not take it over but took a little bit more force and 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 was kind of a bigger part of like what the game plan was how the offense ran all those other things um once that happened then they started winning games and he stopped throwing all the interceptions that we see with almost every quarterback in Bruce Arians first year and all those other things and so getting to work with a creative play caller like Sean Payton obviously has its benefits, right? He made his career right alongside Bill Belichick, who's, you know, still coaching away over in New England and doing a pretty good job, doing a pretty good job with it. But even Bill Belichick was more of an, more of a defensive uh, head coach, right? He was kind of a defensive mastermind, rip, rip Liz, all these other things, man, match his own match, all these other concepts. So to get a guy like Tom Brady together with a guy like Sean Payton, even in Tom Brady's final, let's call it two, three years, whatever it's going to be, uh, or year, whatever it might be, that's pretty exciting if you're a football fan, right? And it's pretty exciting for the team that you end up with, especially if it's an upgrade at quarterback, which Tom Brady is an upgrade at quarterback for just about most of the teams around the NFL. If you're not fielding a Justin Herbert, a Patrick Mahomes, or a Josh Allen, or a Jalen Hurts, right? Like if you're not feeling fielding an MVP caliber uh, quarterback, the Hall of Fame guy who's a former MVP that's got all the rings, like he's an upgrade based upon what else you're looking at. And for the Saints, the only quarterback that's under contract right now for them going into 2023, as we've highlighted and discussed many, many times on the show, is Jameis Winston. And so and and that feels like that's coming to an end this offseason, right? I mean, the guy got to play three games, got injured, lost his job while he was injured, got healthy, never got his job back. It wouldn't surprise me to not see him in New Orleans next season, based on especially with an out in the contract for the team and player that, you know, would save them $4.4 million against a salary cap and a year where they're up against the salary cap. That becomes the other piece, though, right? Like, is Sean Payton going to come back to New Orleans without a first round pick, with the salary cap being what it is, basically coming right back into the situation that he left, right? Right back into that same situation. And then, and thereby foregoing the opportunity to team up with Tom Brady elsewhere and win a Super Bowl with a second team, which an NFL head coach has never done. But remember, Sean Payton's only got two years left on his deal. Tom Brady's maybe only got two years left of playing time. What if, just to stretch out the hypothetical a little bit more, it's going to be a wild offseason, y'all. I hope you're ready to buckle up because this is going to be a lot. But what if the hypothetical here is Sean Payton comes back to New Orleans, finishes out his two years in New Orleans with Tom Brady at quarterback for two years, and then instead of signing a contract extension and sticking around beyond the two years that he's already committed to and under contract, then he hits the market to go and try to win a Super Bowl somewhere else with another team, but gets two more runs with Tom Brady, the guy that he's always wanted to or that he's wanted to work with for quite a while or work with for quite a while. Yeah, I said that right. Work with for quite a while. Um, then they get an opportunity to do it. Pair of years in New Orleans, Tom Brady in a dome, like doing all these things like that's exciting. Like that makes sense, right? Like Tom Brady and Sean Payton teaming up in New Orleans is not that far from reality. I don't know that it's likely, but it's not that far from reality. And the idea that Sean Payton wants to go and coach elsewhere wouldn't be a hindrance considering the short amount of shelf life that's available for those two to work together. So come back where the contract already is, 
where you can look at a general manager and say, I want this quarterback and general manager will say, yeah, Sean, you want that quarterback. And then you go and then you get that guy. Could it happen? Like I said, I certainly wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't say, as we often say in the NFL, never say never, right? So I wouldn't say never, but it feels unlikely. One of the reasons why it feels unlikely is because at the same time that this report is coming out, we're also getting reports that the New Orleans Saints are fully committed to the idea of bringing back Dennis Allen in 2023. So what would have to happen for that not to be the case and for Sean Payton and Tom Brady to end up in the Big Easy? And what would it look like for the team to move on with Dennis Allen? Where else could Sean Payton, Tom Brady end up? And how does that impact the New Orleans Saints in the draft? That's what we're breaking down as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. What a wild offseason this is shaping up to be. Uh, Today's episode brought to you by Ultimate Pro Football GM. I absolutely love this game. It's a mobile app. That allows you to, you want to talk about a, a crazy offseason for the New Orleans Saints, where you can manage a crazy offseason of your own. Hire coaches, fire coaches, get the number one draft pick when you start out, rebuild your roster, re-sign players, don't re-sign players, upgrade facilities. It's everything that other game pretends like it's going to be every year with its, let's just call it franchise opportunities but on your mobile app. And one of the things that I love about it too is that it's playable offline and it's totally free. You don't have to pay. You can play on the go. There's no timeout mechanisms to where like, okay, you played that game now or you you simulated that game. Now you have to wait 24 hours. No, none of that stuff. None of it ever gets in the way. It's awesome. I absolutely love it. It was a blessing during the holidays. Let me just tell you that much as well. Locked on Saints listeners can get a 100% boost to their franchise when they use the promo code Locked On. All caps, no spaces, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N in the game store. That's locked on in all caps. Make sure you check it out today. To download, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look up the app on your phone's app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. We get this report this evening, Tuesday evening, that Sean Payton and Tom Brady could look to team up and that New Orleans could be a destination. Pro pro football talk calling it the NFL's worst kept secret wild, meaning that they feel like it's very likely that it could happen. Now, we know how these types of reports go and and things like that, but for it to drop on a Tuesday night is, is, you know, it, it says something, but you know, if it's a Saturday splash report, it's one thing. If it's just like dropping during a normal news cycle, it's like, oh, okay, well, this is interesting. But at the same time, right before that, Jeff Duncan here, local to New Orleans, New or- uh, NOLA.com, working also over with Fox 8, very well connected, knows everybody in the organization. He's talking about how the New Orleans Saints are fully committed, or at least he expects that the New Orleans Saints are fully committed to bringing back Dennis Allen in 2023. So how could these two things collide? How could these two things work out? And what does it mean for the New Orleans Saints? I appreciate you as always making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget Locked on Sports today for your second listen as well. Learn everything going on around the world of sports. We're focused on the New Orleans Saints here because my goodness, what a news cycle on a Tuesday night. I'm telling you right now, we're going to be talking about this for a couple of days, a couple of days before we get ready for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles game. So the report came out that the Saints were very happy with Dennis Allen, 
They're loyal. Mickey Loomis, Gail Benson, very loyal. We know that. Uh, two straight wins against the Atlanta Falcons, against the Cleveland Browns, neither of which are going to be playoff teams. But the reason that the Cleveland Browns aren't a playoff team is because New Orleans Saints eliminated. Uh, now they got the Philadelphia Eagles on the way. And before playing it's the Philadelphia Eagles, where the New Orleans Saints could very well go to Philly and just get smacked around. Like, especially if Jalen Hurts plays, they've struggled against him in the last two years. Those wide receivers over there are no joke. That defense is good. Like, there's a lot of different weapons there. But the New Orleans Saints could go in surprise, right? So now, right now, as Dennis Allen is picking up steam, we get this report that the New Orleans Saints, Dennis Allen, expected to remain going into 2023. So what would have to happen for that not to be the case? And instead, instead, for this Tom Brady, Sean Payton uh, union in New Orleans, right, the Crescent City connection that they could make. Um, what would have to happen in order for that to take place as opposed to Dennis Allen? And I think this is simple. Sean kind of just has to say he wants to do it, right? Like, isn't that really what it is? It's got to be a situation here to where either one of two things can happen, right? The Saints could openly say, all right, we're committed to Dennis Allen, but then Sean Payton calls up Mickey, Mickey Loomis, and he's like, hey, listen, I got an idea. Just want to run it by you. Just kind of getting a little bit of a heat check. You know what I'm saying? Let me know what you think. And then the Saints could then make the decision to say, look, like they love Sean. Sean Payton revitalized football in the city of New Orleans, along with Drew Brees, along with Reggie Bush while he was around, so on and so forth. And so to sit there and go, yeah, well, we're recommitting to Sean Payton makes sense, right? Like this is an organization that very well could just really not even have to recommit to Sean Payton, could have been committed to Sean Payton this entire time, tried to be, wanted to be. Um, and so that, that's one way that it can go. That, that doesn't look great on the organization for post-Payton the second time, right? Post-Payton part two. Uh, but it's, under, it's a little bit more understandable than just like firing the guy and then going out and looking for a new first-year head coach. At least if you're moving on from him, you're moving on from him in the hopes or, or with the knowledge that you're bringing back the guy that was already under contract, right? Like one way or another, one of these guys... Two of both of these guys are under contract next season unless Sean Payton returns to con to, to, to coach somewhere else. So that's 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 kind of the first piece. The second piece is this report comes out because it's it it's truly where Mickey Loomis and, and, and Gail Benson are, to where they want to commit to Dennis Allen. They love the way that the team has rallied around Dennis. They love the, around DA. They love the way that like DA has led this team particularly here as of late with those two wins, but that doesn't mean that they don't change their minds. I mean, how many times have we seen this in the NFL? You know, look, look, just look over at the Indianapolis Colts where the, the owner gets up on the podium and says, yeah, everybody's safe. And then bam, fired, bam, fired. Right. So uh, is it that shocking that that could potentially happen, that they could change course or they could change their mind or that that report came out, but the team is kind of like, well, hold up. Like we're still kind of in the middle of all this, right? Like they could play that card, right? Easily. And so that that's kind of where all of this could go that way, right? The other option is that the Saints are fully committed to Dennis Allen. They don't have the interest in bringing Sean Payton back or, or they have the interest in bringing Sean Payton back, but they like what Dennis Allen has done. Do you pick Dennis Allen over Sean Payton? I think any team around the NFL would have a hard time justifying that, right? So even in that case, it's understandable if the Saints were like, no, 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 we, 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 want, we want that guy back. And that gives Dennis Allen an opportunity to go off. He'll get another job somewhere. 
he was getting interview after interview after interview while he was in New Orleans anyway. Um, the Saints go out, they hire Vic Fangio to come in because that's who Sean Payton reportedly wants as his defensive coordinator. And then Vic Fangio, Dennis Allen lead up the team with Tom Brady at the helm. They go at it for two years and then Sean Payton plays out, lives out his contract and then he goes elsewhere and then potentially tries to win a Super Bowl, maybe gets the opportunity to win his, maybe Andy Reid retires or something like that. And then he heads to Kansas City, he gets to work with Patrick Mahomes, right? Who knows? And then he wins, the, he becomes the first head coach to win a Super Bowl with two different, two different teams. He still gets, he gets all of it. Cake, eat it, too. Happy. You know what I mean? So there's absolutely the possibility that this can happen, even with the reports that the Saints are committed to Dennis Allen, because it could very well be that they're committed to Dennis Allen unless dot, dot, dot. And that dot, dot, dot is Sean Payton, Vic Fangio, Tom Brady, because it's hard. It's hard to say no to that, right? If you get that opportunity. Now, this could all be for naught. This could all be for naught. Sean Payton could have no interest in returning to New Orleans for all we know. We know that he, we know that like New Orleans is definitely like in play. It's in the cards uh, or it's one of the possibilities, but maybe that's not what he wants. Maybe he wants to immediately go and take on that challenge. So maybe he believes that his best opportunity to win a Super Bowl is to team up with Tom Brady somewhere else, right? So if that happens, then you're good because the report comes out and says, hey, no, 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 we're, we're all in on, on Dennis Allen. You protect that relationship. Everything's Gucci. You keep moving forward. And it makes sense to ride it out with Dennis Allen because remember at the beginning of the season, what we talked about, no matter how the first season goes for Dennis Allen, he did not affix himself to his quarterback. This is always a thing when it comes to coaches. He didn't get his guy. He wanted to go after Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson ended up in Cleveland. They went, they beat him. They beat Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, Nana and Abubu. That's what Dennis Allen gets to do. <laughs> now, Dennis Allen played out an entire season with James Winston for three weeks and then Andy Dalton after that. So did he really affix himself to a quarterback at any point? No. So he never got his guy. The team hasn't seen him with his guy. And now he gets opportunity. He would get an opportunity to shuffle up the coaching staff, make some changes, maximize, you know, play calling, all these other things you know, settle down to one defensive coordinator, make some other shifts, whatever it is that he wants to do. Then all of a sudden he gets free reign, gets a second year. And then after the second year, then you can actually make a decision. He's got a four-year deal. Like it's cost prohibitive at a certain point to move on from him too, too, too early as well. And also you got to give him an opportunity if he's going to stick around, right? You got to give him an opportunity to go and get his guy, his people. And then you can make a decision after that. And then maybe Sean Payton, because who are the openings for Sean Payton right now? The Indianapolis Colts, he ain't going there after what they just did to Frank Reich and then hiring Jeff Saturday? Now, not a, not a single chance. Uh, Arizona, they're a mess. It's possible, but the ownership there is not great. That situation, the Houston ownership, not great. Like They just served up Lovey Smith on a sacrificial platter for all of 2022. And then where else are you really going to get the openings? Carolina, is Carolina going to pay the premium of being an NFC South team? trading for Sean Payton? Is Mickey Loomis going to give them a, give them Sean Payton? No, I, that's a little tough. So you'd have to wait to see if Chargers, Cowboys, or some other like surprise team becomes available. If that doesn't happen, Dennis Allen gets 2022. If things don't work out, then all of a sudden, Sean Payton and the Saints come back together in 2023 and say, hey, what's good? What's going on? How you doing? Is there, any, is there an opportunity here? And then they can make a decision based upon that too. So it, it, look, there, there's no end-all be-all. Never say never. Never say this is exactly what's going to happen, right? Uh, th this is going to be a wild offseason, and it's going to be a ton of fun. Now, what if Sean Payton returns to New Orleans, brings Tom Brady as the quarterback, 
The Saints don't get a first round pick because they don't get to trade Sean Payton. There are still many other things that need to be addressed on the roster, many other spots on the roster. Can they do it with the salary cap situation? And of course, with the draft, the answer is yes. And we're going to take a look at how. Got that coming up for you as we continue and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy the way that it should be. One of my favorite games outside of the Ultimate Football GM. Um, I love. I love the way that prize picks works out because I don't have to pick a lineup. I'm so terrible at like the, the redraft leagues, the dynasty leagues and the weekly, this, that, and the other setting lineups injured. I don't want to deal with any of that. I'm terrible at that stuff. I could do it on an app (laughs) fictitiously, but I can't do it on a week to week basis. Uh, So I love daily fantasy, but I love this style of daily fantasy where all you have to do is pick two to five players and then choose whether or not they're going to come in at more or less in their prize picks projection. If they do that and you get all of them right, you can win up to 10 times your entry, which you set. No big mystery pot of money somewhere that you're magically winning as you're competing with a bunch of faceless things that you don't really know how many you're actually competing against. No, no, no. None of that funny business. It's you versus the house. Nice and simple. Uh, you can check this out, prizepicks.com or on the prize picks app. But don't forget, you can use the promo code locked on if you're a first time user. You're going to get a 100% into deposit match of up to $100. So you put $100 down, they'll give you $100. You put $50 down, they'll give you $50. It's that simple. It's promo code locked on for that 100% instant deposit match. First time users only over at prizepicks.com or the prize picks app today. Let's. Get it, Houdat Nation, wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Trying to answer this question. Can the New Orleans Saints reload without a first round pick? Here's the big thing to start with. The answer is yes, they can. But the biggest question that they'll have to answer first is quarterback. So do you answer that without the first round pick by selecting a quarterback in the second round? Or do you answer that in free agency? So if we were to look at the two different scenarios here, right? Two different scenarios being one, Sean Payton, Tom Brady come to New Orleans. Let's all have a lot of fun. Quarterback solved. You're good. You, I still think you take a quarterback in the draft, though. Let me be really clear about that. You can do it in the fifth round, one of those fifth round picks. Saints have two fifth round picks, uh, second, third, fourth, five, five, six, or they can go to the sixth round. Whatever. You can do that and just you know roll the dice on a, uh, on, on, on a quarterback, but you don't have to worry about finding a starter, right? You can look to see if maybe you strike gold in the later rounds or something like that. The other thing you could do is along with Tom Brady, you could probably afford a cheap vet too. You're going to need some other backup. Like if, if, if Jameis Winston's gone, Andy Dalton's gone, uh, Jake Lutton is not going to be your primary backup. So you're going to have to find somebody. And that probably takes guys like Geno Smith and uh, Jimmy G off the board because they're going to be looking for opportunities to play. Like Geno Smith, was a revelation this year for the for the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle is very likely going to draft a quarterback with their early selection, and then with with their early selection because of how bad Denver is, right? Um, and then so Geno Smith hits the market, but he's going to be looking for an opportunity, right? Especially after he played so incredibly well in Seattle. So then you're, instead you're looking at guys like Teddy Bridgewater, maybe bringing Andy Dalton back, or maybe you're looking for another young quarterback that hits the market. Let's say maybe look. I'm just going to say this. Let's just say that the Sean Payton and, and, and Tom Brady thing happens. I, I mean, wouldn't it make sense for 
Sean Payton to go back out and try to get Ian Book back in the building. Like, doesn't that make a ton of sense if he hits the market over the offseason? Like, those are the type of things that you could absolutely do because you would have these other, you know, you would have the, the the sort of veteran backup that you can find and that you can go and grab one of the young vet guys to bring in as well. The other side of it is Sean Payton doesn't return. Tom Brady doesn't return or doesn't come with him. So therefore, you've got Dennis Allen and you've got no quarterback, and you've got to figure that out, right? Um, if Sean Payton goes somewhere, then you potentially get that first round pick for this year. But if he doesn't, and if he sits out for the year, which I wouldn't rule out, by the way, then all of a sudden, those other veteran quarterbacks that we named, the guys like Geno Smith, the Teddy Bridgewaters of the world, the, the, the Jimmy G's of the world, the return to Andy Dalton, absolutely makes sense in free agency. But then you kind of have to go to the draft, right? So one way or another, without a first round pick, you can grab a quarterback in the second round because you can get a Hinden Hooker out of Tennessee or a Jaron Hall out of BYU or a Cameron Ward or a Max Max Duggan or um uh, uh in O'Connell uh, the the kid from Purdue like there are and and not all of those are second round guys it's second round or later right but you can find those guys the second round picks out of that are probably Hinden Hooker I think people are going to fall in love with Jaron Hall throughout the uh, draft process so I could see him moving up. And then there will be other guys that could potentially fall to the second round, like an Anthony Richardson, who is just high, low, high, low. Like the dynamics of his draft stock are going to be wild and a lot of fun to follow over the course of the offseason. So in either case, you can still get a quarterback. You're, look, you're getting, a, you're getting a rookie quarterback. Every rookie quarterback is a project. It's one of the, my least favorite things about draft talk when it comes to the quarterbacks. It's like, oh, well, you got to change the system, or he's got some things that he has to work on, or that's a project quarterback. Yeah, they're all project quarterbacks. That's the point. That's why some teams do it well when they draft quarterbacks, and that's why other teams for a long time do it poorly. But you got to keep rolling the dice. You got to keep throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. That's a very wasteful way to test spaghetti if it's done, by the way. Just look at it. Anyway. Uh, um. I got really upset about that. Jeez, let me let me calm down. Uh, but you know, so like if that happens and you don't have the quarterback and you don't have the first round pick, you can still address quarterback in the draft, and then you still have several selections left to continue to do things. And then if you're not breaking the bank on a quarterback in free agency, then all of a sudden you have the money that you need in free agency to take care of the other positions of need. Here's the issue, though: the other positions of need, running back, uh, defensive tackle. Interior offensive line, tight end, edge, safety. I mean, that's six different positions, and you might even be able to add more to that, right? Like, depending upon who goes where, what happens over the course of this offseason. Wide receiver is another one where you could easily see them potentially bring in another person because your only wide receivers that are under contract are what? Chris Olave, Rashid Jaheed, Traquan Smith, Michael Thomas. You got to find somebody else. Some folks that you might look to bring back, but other folks you might be looking to add. You can do that in the draft. Or you can do that in free agency. But if you're not breaking the bank on a free agent wide receiver, then all of a sudden you have to do that. So that's where the Tom Brady thing gets really complicated, right? Like he's usually much like Drew was, Drew Brees was, willing to sit back a little bit on the payment so that you can bring in all of the, you can bring in all the stars, you can, you can load up the offensive weapons, all those other things. So then the next piece is how do you address those other positions? Running back, I think. The draft. This this draft, this Tank Bigsby, um, Zach Charbonnet, Tajay Spears. There's so many good running backs later in this draft. And when I say later in this draft, I just mean, you know, day two or like you don't have to that somebody's gonna panic draft Bijan Robinson in the first round. Eh, 
you don't have to. Like, he's a running back. Like, you don't have to. So you can find production at running back rounds three, four, five, and probably later in this year's draft. So you'll be able to address that. Then you got to address the other spots. Defensive tackle, guard, tight end, edge, safety, (laughs) wide receiver. Like, There's a lot of spots, right? There's a lot of spots. So then the tricky part then is where do you go to free agency? Where do you go to the draft? And then where do you make the decisions just like the Saints made this year, like they did at defensive interior and linebacker? They got one of those right. They got the other one not so right, right? They got linebacker right. Linebacker ended up being awesome this year, has been awesome. Demario Davis, Caden Ellis, Pete Werner, even Chase Hansen got some meaningful snaps the other day and played well. Like, whatever Michael Hodges is doing with those linebackers, it's working. Mike, don't stop. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, then, but defensive tackle was the other spot where it didn't necessarily go as right, right? Like we haven't seen the push from the defensive interior. They just played a great game against Cleveland. So don't let me like rain on that parade at all. They just played a fantastic game against Cleveland on the interior. That was huge. And that meant a lot, like as an analyst, like watching it and seeing it, all of it, all that come out. Awesome. But season long, that's still a spot that you have to address. And now when it comes to the offseason, you, you really have to address it because you ain't got, you don't have any under contract this offseason except for uh, Jordan Jackson, uh, the, the rookie from this year. So where do you, what positions do you look at and say, okay, maybe don't need to do a lot there. For me, those two spots are guard and edge. And I mean, no, sorry. So I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> a lot of you just like either threw your laptops or your phones or whatever it is that you're listening to me on, you just threw them at the wall. I'm sorry. I said the wrong thing. Guard and tight end are the two where I think you might be able to look and say, okay, all right address it if the opportunity comes, but not necessarily something you have to be in a hurry to do because you have good relationships. You have good depth on the offensive line right now. Trevor Pinning getting the start at left tackle in his second year would be ideal. Second year, right? His red shirt second year, it feels like. And then, you know, where do you move some of these other guys, get more opportunity on the interior, stuff like that. I think that's a spot where you don't have to you don't have to move mountains to address the interior. I think you can address it, but you can address it in a way just like the Saints addressed defensive interior this year by bringing in, you know, Contavia Street. Like they didn't go out and break the bank. They went out and they got a really solid veteran to help out. And that's what you could do at guard. Tight end, if Sean Payton's back, how creatively does does Taysom Hill's new role become with Tom Brady? Because let me tell you something, you ain't tyke taking, you ain't taking, you ain't taking Tom Brady off the field and putting Taysom Hill in at quarterback. That's not happening. So you got to find new ways to use them. So then all of a sudden that tight end designation starts to make a little bit more sense. You re-sign Jawan Johnson. That man should not go anywhere. He should be a lifelong saint at this point. So tight end, and then maybe, you know, look, you've got Adam Troutman who has never really taken off into what you had hoped he would be, but he then serves, you know, a blocking role for you. He's the Josh Hill of that category for you, right? Of that position group for you. And then maybe you can go out and find another cheap vet, right? You can find, you know, some of these other guys that'll be out there, the the Tyler Crofts of the world that you just bring in to help out, kind of like what they did with um, with Nick Vanette. So those two positions, I think, guard, interior offensive line, um, tight end, you can address those without having to make big moves there. Defensive tackle, edge, safety, running back, wide receiver, I think you do, but you've got the draft picks to do that. You have the money to do that, especially if you bring in a quarterback that doesn't break the bank. And whether that be a rookie quarterback whether that be a cheap veteran quarterback or whether that be a Tom Brady who's like, no, 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 I'm trying to win another Super Bowl. 
structure the contract however you need to structure the contract to get weapons in the building. So can the Saints reload without a first round pick? Absolutely. Can they do it with Sean Payton at the helm? Absolutely. Can they do it with Dennis Allen at the helm? Also, absolutely. In terms of rebuilding the roster, you just have to get the other things right. Play calling, all that other stuff. So look, we're not going away from this topic anytime soon because this is something that we'll be pondering over the course of the entire time until we get to Black Monday at the end. And then maybe we get a little bit more of an understanding of exactly where the Saints are going at coach, at head coach. But what a wild post-Christmas. <laughs> what a wild post-Christmas. Happy holidays, y'all. Uh, so we'll continue to, to take a look at this and other ways that this could end up you know, impacting how does the form of, how does the, the prototype of the New Orleans Saints wide receiver change if Tom Brady is quarterback, all these other pieces. And it will also, uh, of course, continue on with what, what we've got. So tomorrow uh, we'll get into film, we'll get into analytics for the first episode. In the evening, we'll get into biggest questions where we'll be revisiting some of this stuff uh, as well. So make sure you're sticking around. Send in your biggest questions as well. You can send it to me on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola. You can send it to me in the Locked on Saints Facebook group, which you can join at facebook.com slash, lock, uh, slash groups slash Locked on Saints. Or of course, you can leave them as a comment in uh, on, on the YouTube video. Um, and of course, you know any other ways that you have to get in touch with me, send it to me. I appreciate y'all. As always, make it Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. Thank you for your patience today with all of the travel stuff and everything like that. For your second listen, make sure you go and check out Locked on Sports today as well. As always, I appreciate y'all so much for making me part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. If you see me, please say hi. I love when people say hi. And of course, if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints, in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.